The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yeah, what's happening? What's up? Welcome back to Hoop Ball Hawks. The brand new show here on the Hoop Ball Network that is taking flight, where we cover everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, and we have a special Friday edition, double feature this week, to talk about some of the Hawks-related news that has occurred, including the Hawks officially announcing assistant GM Landry Fields' responsibilities to the media, the rumor mill that could be legitimate, and the Hawks abruptly ending their bubble mini camp yesterday in some of the takeaways from their time spent in camp. Side note, I admittedly have Metro Boomin and 21 Savages Savage Mode 2 on repeat today. And if I have big energy right now, I wanted to rightfully give credit where credit is due on this happy Friday. So if you're a hip hop fan, love 21 Savage, all my SDL people who love Metro Boomin, check out Savage Mode 2. It's a great combination as always, just like Trey Young and JC. Mwah. Insert the chef's kiss right there. And we're going to go on to discussing the ending of the bubble mini camp for the Atlanta Hawks, which ended yesterday on Thursday, as reported. Coach Lloyd Pierce having some weird energy, not big energy, addressing the media about it. And camp was reportedly supposed to be about two weeks, and it ended a week earlier than expected. Coach Roy Pierce stated that they wanted to maximize the opportunity they had to compete at a level, to be in a new environment and situation, and we wanted to do what made the most sense, and that's why they ended today, referring to yesterday. Uh, Five-on-five workouts are over, and now it would just be more individual workouts. Front office will probably be evaluating what they saw in the bubble minicamp and plan for training camp, especially if they will sign Sky LaBissiere. Coach Lloyd Pierce left a lot of people covering the Hawks and fans confused as to why minicamp ended a week earlier with very little context on the work that was accomplished in camp. So it's really hard to tell if this is a good or bad thing, but I am sure that with care being one of the main focuses that focuses on obviously preserving the players, especially the ones with injury histories like Kevin Herter, Trey Young, and Clint Capella, who is now healthy, that they wanted to get out of the minicamp healthy, but still getting some meaningful work done. So me personally, I think that this is a good thing. I know that from my college football playing days, practices that were normally cut earlier were due to consistent execution, good work that was done, and that the coaches saw what they needed to see. So it gave them further clarification, okay, that this team is ready, prepared to move on to the next step. So until further clarification comes from the organization as far as Travis Slink or Coach uh, Lloyd Pierce about the work that has been done, I will assume that no news is good news. The media did get comments from Cam Reddish and Brandon Goodwin before camp ended. We will talk Cam Reddish first as everyone, including himself, is expecting him to have a jump in his game this year. 
and a jump in contributions to this Hawks roster for the 2021 season. He commented and said that he's been working on putting everything together, consistency and assertiveness in his game. Now, the consistency and assertiveness were two things that I wanted to see from Cam Reddish from year one to year two, who admittedly did not like his slow start last year, but ended up strong up into the stoppage of play, showing some flashes on both sides of the ball, having some great performances. And he will continue to work on being more consistent and aggressive and continue to grow in his confidence in his game in this league, which will be huge for the Hawks team going forward. And as a Duke fan, I would love nothing more for Cam Reddish to prove to everyone that his ranking out of high school was not unwarranted and why everyone was and still is high on him. So from me to you, Cam Reddish, if you listen to this podcast, continue to work on your game, young fella. You got my support and my utmost confidence. And I hope that translates to you as well with your confidence in your game and continue to do great things for this Hawks roster. Now that he has gone through the league one time through, even though it was a shortened season, he said that he learned a lot about how to be a professional, taking care of his body, handling travel, as obviously you travel a lot playing in this league from coast to coast. And in regards to the bubble mini camp, he commented on how great it's been just getting back on the court, working with his teammates to generate some camaraderie. And he also raved along with a lot of other players who've been contacted by the media during this bubble about playing with Clint Capella. He said that it's been fun playing with Clint, big motor, always talking, fun to play with. And I feel that that is one of the biggest takeaways from this bubble mini camp is how much everyone just loves playing with Clint Capella, his energy, his communication skills, his leadership and his defensive prowess, and as well as the IQ that he brings to this team. And along with everyone being motivated on working on their respective games, growing together, and the biggest takeaway for me is that the goal set forth by Coach Lloyd Pierce and that everybody is reiterating that this team expects to make the playoff this 2021 season. They expect to be in the playoffs and, and that is the only thing that they're focused on is winning, which is great, especially from a young team. You want to see them focus and if they all have a very singular focus and can come together and grow together, I think that only lends to what could be down the road. Now, Brandon Goodwin also talked to the media and Hawks beat reported on his aim and focus going into next season with the Hawks. He wants to be more of a leader for this Hawks team based on what role is given to him. And quote, he said, if I have to run the second unit, I have to be that Trey Young, who he has been in awe of his growth, work ethic and willingness to work before and after practice getting up shots. And I'm sure that. This is making Goodwin elevate his own work ethic as well. If you see the leader of the team doing so, who is in the position in front of you. And Goodwin wants to continue to keep shooting the ball well, defensively be more of a pest, and just always to be ready, aware, and prepared for whatever comes to him. And these are all things, I know specific to Goodwin, but... I feel like as a team, they all need to continue to improve on shooting the ball well, being more aware on both the offensive and the defensive end, and just grow their game, grow their game, and step into the roles that they are given on this team. 
And I love that Goodwin is trying to take it upon himself to try to fill the Hawks need of a playmaker and someone who can run the offense off the bench and that will lead that second unit. I know on the previous podcast, I talked about Killian Hayes and if the Hawks were to draft him of the role that he could play into that. But it's always great to not have to spend a draft pick on a guard and if Goodwin can make that jump next year so that, that they can focus on the other need of a wing player to help this team out in the draft. So I'm really interested to see what his growth will be from last year to this year. And with Teague unlikely coming back to this Hawks roster, Goodwin could expect to get a, a more of expanded role next year. And as I alluded to, hopefully growing his game and expanded role means better numbers, and a bigger impact on his team. He also raved about how competitive Camp has been, and just like uh, Cam Reddish said, how good Clint Capella has been, but also spoke to Skylar Bissier, who said that he's really scoring the ball well in Camp. Skylar Bissier is the only free agent in attendance at mini camp, and hopefully his play during camp will lend himself to getting re-signed by the Hawks, which going into camp, and they have expressed throughout this offseason, they really like what Skylar Bissier provides for this team. Another thing that Goodwin alluded to is just the buy-in from everyone opting into participating in this mini camp and how he said that everyone chose to be here. They could have gone through the motions. They could have been disinterested, but you know what? That is not the case. He said everyone is here. Everyone is competing. Everyone is having fun. And true camaraderie has been established in their week of work in this bubble mini camp. So even though it's weird that it's only a week, I know a lot of people have said, hey, you said two weeks. Should you be continuing to work? We know what we saw from the Hawks last year. People may say, hey, y'all need to continue to work because, you know, the record that was put forth last year is unacceptable, especially when a lot of people were high on them. But as I said before, if Coach Lloyd Pierce, the coaching staff in the front office, saw what they needed to see in a week, and you can skate out with very few injuries, if any, I say that 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 is always a great thing for a franchise going forward. And it just helps, you know, for them to solidify a plan for this team going into training camp whenever that will take place. With that, we'll move on to more good news for the Hawks as the franchise officially announced the hiring of the new assistant general manager, Landry Fields. According to senior NBA writer for ESPN's The Undefeated Mark Spears, he reported that the Hawks said that Fields will work in all areas of basketball operations with a specific focus on bolstering player relations, scouting, and strategic planning. Travis Schlink comment on the hiring of Fields, stating that Landry has quickly risen through the ranks, bringing a unique combination of playing experience, sharp eye for player development, and strong skills as a communicator, and he will be a welcome addition to our group. Now, Landry Fields spent four seasons as part of the San Antonio Spurs franchise, Last season, he was promoted to GM of the Spurs G League affiliate, the Austin Spurs, after working three seasons as a college scout. The Austin Spurs held a 24-18 and record at the stoppage of play of the 2019-2020 G League season, which was third in the Western Conference 
and eighth overall in the league. He had an integral role in providing player development opportunities to the recent San Antonio draft picks, which we have seen the development of players such as DeJounte Murray, Bryn Forbes, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, and rookie Keldon Johnson in his first year. And it's no secret that the Spurs are one of the best franchises, particularly in a small market of all sports. And they continually do an outstanding job at scouting, drafting, and developing young players into their system. One of the biggest examples of that is current Clippers All-Star, two-time NBA champion, and NBA Finals MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Although Fields was not there during the Kawhi Leonard tenure, to be in that system, to learn from an organization, and quickly rise through the ranks within that Spurs organization, I think is a strong sign of his work ethic, his talent, and how highly the franchise thought of Fields. It will be interesting to see the work that he does for this current Hawks young core and what he can add to this brain trust that's currently here in Atlanta. And I'm interested in hearing from Landry Fields himself on what he hopes to contribute to this organization. Last thing we wanted to talk about is a rumor that we heard, we heard regarding free agency in the Atlanta Hawks, which with our cap space, we will get a lot of these rumors circulating about who the Hawks are reportedly interested in with the money that we have. And I know that agents will put that out there as far as bait for teams to have competitive offers because they know that the Hawks have a lot of money to throw at people. And this rumor connects the Hawks to Nuggets forward Jeremy Grant, who had an excellent season last year in playoff bubble, as he has shown the ability to hit threes, be efficient on the offensive end, and his versatility on the defensive end from the wing position who can guard positions three through five. Jeremy Grant opted out of his $9.3 million player option for the 2021 season. And the Hawks are reportedly expected to pursue him along with the Phoenix Suns and the Detroit Pistons, according to Mike Singer of the Denver Post. After his play in the playoffs, I expect many teams with cap space to take a look at Jeremy Grant as a 26-year-old averaged 21 points per game in his last three games against the Los Angeles Lakers and had to guard LeBron James in many stretches. Now, that is a tall feat for anyone. No one can really just stop LeBron James, but Jeremy Grant has some effort and has some success in stretches guarding LeBron James. As I mentioned before, he has continually improved on his three point shooting, knocking 39% of his threes in the last two seasons on 3.6 attempts per game. So there's volume behind those numbers as well. And although his points per game dropped this year from the move from Oklahoma City to Denver. As you know, Denver has a lot of forwards on the roster, so he had to fight to carve out his playing time. He still averaged 12 points per game, a career high from the free throw line at 75%. His impact on the court goes beyond stats, and he is someone that, if you look at his numbers per 100 possessions and per 36 minutes, he had a career high, particularly in points per game, this year. So he's very, very effective when he's on the floor and he's continually getting better on the offensive end to add 
obviously with his size and his wingspan and his quick feet to make an impact on the defensive end. Reports said that after his play this year, he could receive up to $15, $16 million per year, which is certainly starter money. And for this Hawks team, unless they play him at the three, which it seems like our three position is pretty solidified right now with the young prospects that we have, I do not expect the Hawks to spend this type of money on Jeremy Grant's services, even though he could certainly have a positive impact on his team. If he was willing to take less money, I would say go for it. If, if I would say, you know what, go for it. And he's definitely earned himself a payday. And Nuggets coach Mike Malone, that's a Blue Streak reference if you didn't catch that. But Mike Malone said that Grant is a big piece for them going forward for this Nuggets team. And they are definitely interested in re-signing him. Obviously, if the money looks right, there's a lot of people on that team that they're going to have to pay and a lot of decisions they would have to make after reaching the Western Conference Finals this year. Now, personally, I do not think the money will work out in the Hawks' favor, but hey, who knows? Like I said, he is commanding this type of money, but he most likely will not be a starter. And if he is, he will probably start at the three. It will be hard for the Hawks to justify that when they're still trying to evaluate DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish as who will be the starting three for this Hawks team going forward. So I think bringing them in, although helping the roster out, may disrupt some chemistry and just continue to complicate things at the wing position for the Hawks. But hey, we won't know until free agency rolls around what interest Jeremy Grant draws, what other free agents are we interested in. I know Davis Bertans is up there as well. So we'll just have to wait and see in regards to that. So with that, wanted to throw in a special Friday episode, a Savage Mode 2 episode for the Atlanta Hawks and here at Hoopball Hawks because of some of the news that's come out, like I said, with rumor mills that we heard the stoppage of the bubble mini camp and some of the reactions from there so a lot of just interesting things coming out a little a lot of interesting narratives for us to examine going forward so with that that is all that we have for this edition of hoop ball hawks here on this friday if you love what you heard from us today give us five stars and I know I've been talking about this Uber passenger rating. I'm not going to talk about it today because I'm in a good place. Like I said, Savage Mode 2 came out and I'm in a good place. So I'm not worried about that today. So, hey, give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share with fellow Hawks fans and basketball enthusiasts across the globe. Follow us at HoopBallHawks on Twitter. And follow myself, Brad Jarrett 67 that's Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T-6-7. I know if you guys haven't uh, checked out the box score breakdown, I was in a box score breakdown yesterday with uh, the host, David Bracey, a good friend of mine. So check out that episode. We recapped game one of the NBA Finals. Obviously, game two of the NBA Finals is tonight. And although we cover the Hawks, I know big news there is that Bam Adebayo will not be able to go tonight along with Goran Dragic. So it might be another long evening for the Miami Heat. But as they say, this is why we play the game. So with that, I'm going to give y'all a strong yeah. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.